0: Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Glory, glory, glory to the blessed Lord. You are... name.
1: tonight as we come before your presence our hearts are filled with gratitude and thanks you've been so faithful you have been so good you've been so merciful to us so many times we have failed you Lord and you and your kindness and your goodness towards us you've forgiven us of our sins And here we are one more time, Lord. We approach your throne of mercy and we ask you for strength and your help. We can't make it alone, Lord. We need your strength. We need your help. We need your guidance. We need your direction in every way. Father, tonight we bring this congregation before you. Every one of your children, not only here, but those who are listening around the world that are faced with battles in their lives, oh God. In problems that seem so hard and so difficult, to oh Lord, we pray that you would minister strength to them. Let them experience the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. Yes. And we thank you so much for the Holy Spirit tonight. We ask you so often to fill us with your spirit. God, we pray that you'll comfort every soul tonight. We bring the Dave's family before you tonight. We ask, Lord, that you'll comfort their hearts and give them the strength to face every challenge and every day that lies ahead. Oh, God, we pray that you'll minister to every member of that family, especially Brother Dave, so, Father, that you will strengthen him, oh, God. We bring our churches before you. Every one of our churches, oh, God, we bring before you tonight. We pray, Lord, that your word would find roots in the hearts of your people. Oh God, there'll be a hunger and thirst after righteousness. Help us all to realize the times we're living in. They're not pleasant times, but Father, scriptures are being fulfilled. We pray, Lord, that you'll draw us closer to you, Father. Help us to seek your face, to seek your presence more than ever, Father. Help us, O God, to put aside our own personal comfort and luxury in life and to seek you with all of our hearts. To turn, O God, from the lifestyle that we currently have and to spend more time seeking after you with, O God, with all faithfulness, Lord. Help us to draw nigh unto you, O God. Lord, our world is going crazy and it's chaotic right now. Father, we thank you for the church tonight. Thank you for the messages you're giving us tonight. Thank you for speaking to us, oh God, giving us this chance. Help us to take heed to every single word that you're speaking to us. Oh Lord, I pray that you'll open our eyes and open our hearts and open our minds to the truth of your word. Help us to understand, God, it would not be pleasant days ahead. But with your strength, the Holy Spirit, and your presence, we can make it to the end. Bless our service tonight. Bless our weekend, we pray. Continue to minister to every one of us, Oh Father, we pray and ask it. In Jesus' most precious and wonderful And we thank you and we praise you. Amen, and amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Please be seated. church is a good place to be in, the right church. It's a good place that we can come together and sing God's praises and songs. And uh, I find that sometimes this church could be a lighthouse to me. Most times it is a lighthouse to me. I'll come in here and All tossed to and fro and beat about with the winds and the waves of life. And there's a difference it makes when I enter into the presence of God. God is good and God is merciful. And the song we sang tonight, Jesus fill me with your spirit. It's a. It's a prayer. It should be a prayer from every one of our hearts that we pray every day that God would fill us with His Spirit. And the times we're living in, the other day I was looking at some numbers and checking to see what's happening. The uh, the wildfires. Uh, it's not by accident. I remember about a year ago or two years ago uh, in in uh, in. Uh, my neighborhood, there were 17 fires set, and it was presumptuously done in, in, in about uh, what, five or six square miles, and, and uh, they caught the person that did it. But that's just a small little portion of, that's not even wildfire, that's just arson. And uh, do you know, uh, there are so many countries around the world. It's not only Canada that's affected or the United States is affected. Uh, it's uh, Canada alone. I think it's 20 over 27.1 million acres of wildfire. And uh, it's not going to stop. It's going to continue because the word of God tells us that these things are gonna happen. The heat is gonna be severe. Uh, we've heard recently that, uh, about this heat wave that we have experienced, and it makes history. As a matter of fact, it's a record-breaking heat. Mm-hmm. And that's only one of the many things that we'll experience. You see, I thank God that, that He's speaking to every one of us. And you uh, know we can get uh, so comfortable uh, where we are and in listening to the lessons, and oh, it's just another lesson given, and it's just another message. but I'm telling you that these are just not ordinary are uh, or another message that's given. It is uh, lessons and messages designed, and we are not the church of Smyrna. what well, we can learn from their mistakes. Sure. We are not the church of Ephesus but there are so many things we can learn. Laodicea, we're not a church of Laodicea. But I wonder sometimes if the Lord is to send us a letter, sure. what would that letter entail? Would he say, I know thy works. <laughs> works could be good or it could be evil. And uh, if we can, you know, the church is just not the building. We've said this so many times, but the church is made up of individuals within the confines of these walls. And if the Lord is to send us a letter and if we are to examine our own lives and to see how much have we been involved in the work of God or the things of God, if we are to weigh ourselves put ourselves in the in balance and weigh ourselves for the 24 hours. How much have we done for God? and How much have we spent in prayer and seeking after God and reading our Bibles and keeping our minds in God? And how much have we done carnal things and see where the scale would tip? And God has to help us as we draw towards the end of the age, uh, we need to examine our activities and our our works. And uh, do we spend more time uh, in uh, in social media? Uh, do we spend more time reading our Bible? How much have we spent reading our Bible in that one day? You know, I always wondered um, Was it Daniel that prayed three times? Mm-hmm. I wonder. Wonder what did he really talk to God about? I wonder what was his prayer like whom did he pray for did he pray for people did he pray for himself did he pray for his country what did he pray uh, what did he pray about and and uh, i want to wanted to know like I, I i'm curious to know how long did he spend in prayer and i would imagine it was just not a 15 20 minutes little short prayer but i would imagine he spent A lot of time seeking after God and that is why God touched his mind and that's why he could have uh, interpreted dreams and he could he could prophesy and that's why we can read the book of Daniel and uh, and things that are written there for our time we can read it when when the the scripture says he told Daniel the angel told him to seal up those things he says don't write them seal them up until the time of the end He says, many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. And I believe that we are very blessed and God has not forsaken us. Uh, He has given us the scriptures. He's given us a warning. He's given us an opportunity that we can make it right with him uh, before we get into worse situations. And uh, you see you see, uh, the day of Pentecost was a, a, was a tremendous time. Pentecost, the early church was a great time, but we are not living there today. Uh, before the early church, it was a period of time which things were a bit slow and uh, it looks like it, things were fading fading out of the picture and and things were not so active as as before. she got started up upright and it was Prophecies and and, and events transpired and it was big and and glorious but then it fizzled out Uh, coming to the end of the New Testament we saw that fizzled out a little and I believe that was making way for something tremendous and that was on the day of Pentecost the early church we heard this before and they did not have the Bible like we have today and that is why I said we are blessed. They were not given the books like we have, we are receiving today. Uh, but they had just a little bit and they could learn a lot from it uh, in, in, the, in the scrolls that was in the, in the temple. And they could learn from that. And I wonder what they had. They spoke in tongues, yes. And they had the Holy Spirit, yes. It says, we have the Holy Spirit today. I'm sure we do. Uh, we speak in tongues. I'm sure we do. Uh, we are Pentecostals, like the early, early church wa- was, and I'm sure we are Pentecostals too. But I feel there, was a di- there is a difference. Uh, what they had, the early church had, or the day of Pentecost had, it's something that we lack today. And that is the anointing of God. The power of God. When the, Jesus said, the scripture says, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem mm-hmm. and in Judea. Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. And we shall be witnesses. You shall be witnesses. Uh, and I wonder sometimes we have the Holy Spirit. Uh, how much are we witnessing for the Lord? Uh, we meet somebody, the first thing that we can talk to someone about is, is the Lord. And the goodness and the good, goodness and kindness of God. Introduce them to the Lord Jesus. And talk about the goodness of God in your life as a testimony. And everywhere you go, you see when I, ap- I applied for a job. And when I went in for a job interview, the first thing I would let them know is that I'm a Christian. And there are certain principles. It's not for them to have knowledge of who I am. But it helps me to walk circumspectly. It helps me to stay in line. To maintain my testimony wherever I go. And that is why it's always good to talk to people. About God's goodness and His kindness. Talk to Him. Let them see something. Let your light so shine before men. That they may see your good works. And glorify the Father which was in heaven. Mm -hmm. You know Peter before the day of Pentecost. He denied, he denied, and he cussed. he was not the same person like on the day of Pentecost. But there's a difference when one received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. There is a significant change in one's life when they receive the true baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I believe today we are living in a time where there's tongues that may, may not be of God. Uh, They're they're imitations and duplications of what uh, the Holy Ghost should be. But they're not baptized with that true Holy Spirit. And I pray that God would help us. You see, this time I believe that the time we're living in right now is a time of purging. And God is helping us to get rid of things in our lives, in our home, uh, to prepare us for what lies ahead. It's not going to be... Glorious and victorious and powerful ahead of us. The church is gradually going into a phase. And that is why we need to understand Revelation the 12th chapter. We need to read that over and over and over. You see the lessons we've had last Wednesday and the previous Wednesday. We need to go over and over. I am making notes as I go along. When I listen to these lessons, I'm making notes and I'm getting confused because I'm not sure what scripture was used by Brother Singh or what scripture I added because I'm putting scriptures in and, sure. and verses in. I'm getting all mixed up. I didn't know. It, so I put a little X now near to mine. So okay, I, I put that one in there. Why? Because I believe with all of my heart. Listen to me carefully tonight. I believe with all of my heart without any reservation that God Is speaking to this assembly. And I believe with all of my heart. It was ordained of God. To allow COVID-19 to happen. So that individuals. That are hungry and thirsty after God. And wanted to know more of God. Are able to listen to the lessons remotely. We don't have the most expensive equipment. No we don't. We are not the most uh, 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 financially stable church. No, we're not. We don't have a lot of money to toss around and buy good equipment. No, but the little equipment we have sure. would allow people to receive a message that will be able to save them, protect them, and preserve them from the evil lies ahead. Get them prepared. Uh, Do you know there's so much appreciation around the world for these lessons that are given? May God help me and have mercy on my soul if I neglect to appreciate these wonderful lessons that God is giving us. Because I believe God is speaking to this assembly and to everyone that's listening over the year. Wherever you are. I believe that you're receiving something from God's mind that he wants us to hear. And that is why we need to go over all of these scriptures. You see, Smyrna, uh, when God says, I know thy works. And what is the sad thing about, he says, and, and those that claim to be Jews and are not. When God looks down upon the church at Mississauga, uh, I want to use this as an example. Would he see everyone that's here? That attend our services as a true member and a Christian? Does he see everybody here that attends our service or online wherever you are? When God looks down as he looked down in the church of Smyrna, and he says, Can he says I know thy works, that you're faithful and you're kind, and you have you have you have dedicated your life to the work of my work? Or would he have something negative to talk about? Come on. Uh, What would God actually say Uh, He knows who claim to be Christians and are not? You see, Christians are not those that say they are Christians. I'm using the word Christians very lightly. Mm -hmm. A child of God is not somebody who says, I'm a child of God. And then they live a life Contrary. contrary to what God wants. No, that's not how it is. When you become a child of God and a Christian... You put away things out of your life. You make a complete turnaround and a sacrifice. You put away all these, Paul said in Corinthians, in, in Colossians, the third chapter, and in Ephesians, put away all these anger and wrath and malice and envy. And all of that you read about it, you put away. Not God is going to take it away from you. No, you ought to put that away. I ought to put that away. Put off all these. And that's not the end of it. We need not to leave our lives empty. We need to put on all these kindness and goodness and mercy and love. Begin to fill our lives with God. You see, when a spirit is gone out of a man, uh, the scripture tells us it wanders about in, in, in dry places, seeking rest. And he finds none. That child of God, give your life over to God. Ask the Lord to come in your life and change him. It was a beautiful day when you accepted the Lord and become a Christian. Wasn't it? Beautiful. But then, that's only the beginning of a lifelong dedication and commitment to God. When you, when you, when you get rid of that spirit and he's gone out of your life. Don't leave your life empty. Don't leave it uh, just uh, without something that God wants to fill you with when they, that spirit... He says, you know what? I'm tired. I'm, 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 I'm restless. And I'm not going to come back to the, the, my own house. You see, he claimed that as your, his house. He's not going to come back there alone. He's going to bring 12 other more worse than himself. To come back. And he comes back to your life. When you see you going to church. And you sing with everybody. And you read the scriptures. And you clap your hands. And you listen and say amen to it like everybody. But then you have nothing in your life it's just empty it's clean and swept and garnished it's clean and nice it's beautiful no no garbage is inside but you know what he finds it clean swept and garnish but the sad part of it all it was empty mm-hmm. he says i'll go back into my house and i'll bring 12 other worse than myself and that state The last state of that person Mm -hmm. would be a lot worse than the beginning state of that individual. Mm -hmm. And may God help us to understand that we are living in a time right now. We need to examine our lives right now. Need to see where we are, where we stand in God. Attending church is a beautiful thing. But walking circumspectly, walking in God's law and his precepts. No wonder. I appreciate the lessons. I appreciate the Psalms. And David said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Mm -hmm. The ungodly has got a lot of counsel. And some counsels are good. But blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight. It's not in the hockey game Come on. his delight is not family reunions Come on. his delight is not taking a good vacation his delight is not having a good christmas dinner his delight is in the law of god Amen. and in his law that he meditate day and night, day and night. how many of us lie down and Thoughts are coming. We can't sleep because we have so much on our minds. Everything else apart from the word of God. Everything else apart from the laws of God that keeps us awake at night. But his delight is in the law of God, David said. And in his law that he meditated day and night. What happens to that person? He will be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaves shall be green, it shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall shall prosper. prosper. May God help us to realize that there are blessings associated with keeping the laws of God and his commandments and his precepts. There are blessings associated with those things. Blessed shall I be in thy field. Blessed shall I be, the scripture says in Deuteronomy when you go out. Blessed shall I be when you come on in. Your, tree, your, your children would be like fruitful vine. Around about your table. Your wife would be a fruitful person. And you know what? Your house would be blessed. He'll bless your cattle. And your, your, whatever you have. He'll bless. But you know what? When we disobey God's law. And we transgress His law. I wonder sometimes. What would disqualify us. From entering into God's kingdom. You know, Paul made a statement over here in the, I think it's 1 Corinthians, the sixth chapter. Was it 1 Corinthians 6 when he was writing about uh, uh, things that would keep us uh, from, from the kingdom of God? He says here in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 6, he says, Know you not, verse 9, that the unrighteous, you see, God loves righteousness and he hates iniquity. He says, Do you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Our day today is filled with deception. He says, Neither fornicators. If you don't know what a fornicator is, how can you overcome that? Mm-hmm. He says, Not nor idolaters. We are living in a time where idolatry is really, really strong. Mm-hmm. We are living in a time where things are coming before God, an idol is anything. That takes the place of God. Hold your finger there. And I think I am looking at a scripture. That I had written down. I think it might have been. In 1 Corinthians the 12th chapter. Uh, Yes 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And verse 2 says. You know that you were Gentiles. Carried away. Onto these dumb idols. Even as you were led. You know when you reflect back. For where you're coming. And the way God has delivered you. And the way God has cleansed you. And the way God has brought you to truth. And the word of God has penetrated your heart. We don't need to turn back and go back to the lifestyle of the past. God has set us free. Free from traditions. Free from the evil of the past. He says those are just dumb idols of the past. We need to shake those from us. Even though it might be peer pressure applied. But God has delivered us. He says wherefore I give you understanding. To understand that no man speaking by the spirit of God call it Jesus accursed. And that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. And that is why I pray that God would give us the baptism of the true Holy Ghost. The genuine baptism of the Holy Ghost. Not a gibber and jabber. A genuine baptism of the Holy Ghost. When you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, the Spirit will lead us into all truth. When a scripture or a lesson is being put forth... And given to this assembly, if you've got the Holy Spirit and God is speaking through His prophet by a through the Holy Ghost, there would be a connection. There would be a strong connection. And may God help us if we have not been baptized with the Holy Ghost, seek after God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You remember when Jesus told him uh, to tarry in the upper room until you receive. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. We need God to help us to get the true baptism of the Holy Spirit. And here Paul said, he says, uh, he says, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, no homosexual would enter into the kingdom of God. He says, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves. He says, but I'm only taking a small amount. There is nothing like a small thief and a big thief. A thief is a thief. And it's not, you're not a thief because you steal money only. No, there are things in your life that you can steal. You can steal things from the job. You can steal time from God. You can steal so many things, nor thieves, you would not enter in God's kingdom if you're a thief. He says, nor thieves, nor covetous, you know, covetousness is wanting more than what you have enough of already. You want is greed, covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. This was written to the church at Corinth. But we are benefiting from this. We can get so much out of this. And some, and such were some of you. But you are washed, and you're sanctified. But you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. And by the spirit of our God. And I thank God today for the scriptures. I thank God today that we are living in such a time. We are not going to expect a great flamboyant uh, uh, closing of this age. No, no. no we are not going out in a, in a blaze of glory like the world would think. When Paul was writing to Timothy, it might have been. He says, uh, he says no, 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 the spirit speak it expressly. That in a lot of times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. He says, they they have their conscience seared as with a hot iron. We're going to be closing this age with individuals that would not be convicted by the Holy Ghost anymore. Their conscience would be seared. Many would depart from the faith. Paul said again in, in Thessalonians, I think it was, and he says, that day shall not come. Except they become a falling away first Mm -hmm. and the man of sin be revealed. It's not going as a blaze in the blaze of glory. Perilous times shall come, Paul said. This is the last days. We're getting to the close of the last days. It's not going out in a blaze of glory. It's not the latter rain. No, 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 sir. He says, When men shall be lovers of their own selves, proud, heady, High minded. Lovers of pleasure. More than lovers of God. And today we can see that it's coming. It's creeping into the church. May God help us. Mm-hmm. It says as, de- as it was in the days of Noah. So shall it be in the coming of the son of man. What happens when that man child. When the dragon in Revelation the 12th chapter. Sees that man child just about to be, to be, to be d- delivered. What happened? The dragon Would try to persecute the church. Mm -hmm. A flood would be issued out. And I feel that today we can see that the church is being bombarded. I can see today it's not a blaze of glory my friends. It's a time that the church is being persecuted. I wonder what it means to be in sackcloth and ashes. To be recognized by television that the whole world can see. No, sir. Is it something that you live a life of luxury and flamboyance? No, sir. It's something that you've been pushed in a corner. I wonder today what the flood that the devil would have unleashed on every one of us. Is it a flood of social media? (laughs) Is it a flood of wealth? Is it a flood of no church attending? Is it a flood, something that keeps you away from church and stay at home? When he talked to Smyrna and I said, some of you would, the devil would put some of you in prison. It might not be literal, like it's not for us, but it might not be a literal prison that you and I might be in today. Has he, is the devil holding us in captivity by a habit that we find it so hard to shake? Mm-hmm. Are we in something that we, we spend more time watching the news on television, or getting into activities that are not godlike activities and things that God would not even approve of, that we are getting involved with in our time. But I thank God that for His goodness yes. and His mercy, when the devil tried to put that flood and to destroy the church, we are so glad that He's still alive and He still loves us and He still cares for us. The earth would open its mouth. Aren't you glad that things are happening today that will allow us to understand that the church is being protected? You and I being protected. Let's not run away from God's protection. That's keeping us safe and protected under his wings. This is a safe place to be in. This is a good place to raise our families up. Let's not turn our backs on this. My God, let's not bring in the flood into the church either. Let's keep the flood outside. Let's keep the world outside. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loved the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Let's keep the world outside. How can we keep the world outside? First, keep the world outside of your life personally. Keep the world outside of your home. I pray every day. That God would make my life a sanctuary for Him. Mm -hmm. I pray every day that God would make my home a sanctuary for Him. Mm -hmm. That God would touch the hearts of His people and give them a brand new revelation altogether. Coming to church is not all that. But having our lives dealt with God, having our minds touched by God, having our hearts touched by God, Giving us a revelation in our time. To see what God is doing. And what he's doing in our homes. In our lives. There are so many mounts out there right now. That's preaching the gospel. But they're not of God. Mm -hmm. Unless you recognize it. Unless God touches your mind. To recognize truth from error. Woe unto them that put light for darkness. And darkness for light. That put good for evil. And evil for good. But if the light is in you, Jesus said, be darkness. How great is that darkness? What do our family think about us? What do your children would think about you? What would your spouse think about you that's exposed to you 24-7? We need to get our homes in order. We need to get our lives in order. We don't have beautiful days that lies ahead. But tonight is a good night. Wednesday night was a good night. Last Wednesday was a good night in the house of the Lord. If we can abide by these things, if we can pay heed onto the things that God is speaking to us, we can protect ourselves and save ourselves like the scripture says from this untoward generation. God is merciful. Pray that God would help us to understand how important the church is in our time. Praise the Lord. Praise amen, the Lord. amen, amen. Amen. Why don't we all bow our heads in the in prayer? Let's, let's ask the Lord to touch our hearts tonight. Why don't we all stand and ask the Lord for mercy and ask Him to help us, ask Him to preserve us from what lies ahead. Father, tonight we thank You for Your mercy. Thank You, O oh God, for Your goodness. Thank You, most of all, for speaking to us. God, Your Word is so straight and, and powerful oh god open our eyes oh father we pray open our understanding and let us see how dangerous times we're living in and how god we can need you more than ever in our lives we pray that you'll save us oh god from the plans of satan save us oh god from this flood that lies around us and from the deception that lies around us oh god protect us we pray keep us faithful Help us, Lord, to love godly things, to love righteousness and hate iniquity, as Jesus does. Father, we bring our future entirely in your hands. God, we pray that you'll preserve your people wherever they are. Keep us, we pray. Continue to use our pastor to speak your word, to open our hearts, O God, to truth. Help us to understand truth, to accept truth, to receive truth, O God, in our hearts, and to live and walk in truth. And Father, we understand that the truth would set us free. Bless him continuously. Continue to use him. Oh God, give him the faith and the trust and the confidence, oh Lord, and and the strength to preach your gospel so that we can hear and we can make the changes in our lives. We pray and ask it tonight in Jesus' most precious and wonderful name, Father. Let your word take roots in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
0: Praise God.
2: See. Might My, might
0: spirit see. My spirit is clear, clear. Touch my eyes, that I might see, my mind, my, my spirit. Spirit, it's clear